Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. There we go. Sorry about that. My mic wasn't working for a second. Uh, having some technical difficulties over here today. Anyways, uh, welcome to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, and uh, this is the AGR for game number 37 against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, this is the second regulation win of the season for the Dallas Stars, and they win 5-4. to four. They win. That's about as good as it gets, but... Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and bring in, we got Chris here tonight. Hey, Chris, how second, you doing? Second regulation win on the road. Second, yes, I should be more clear. Second regulation win on the road. But anyways, uh, so we're here. Uh, this game, you know, especially after the Montreal game, we were hoping for something better. I, I still don't think we got it tonight. We got away with one that we shouldn't have. Uh, but... Uh, let me go ahead and ask you the question. What's your biggest takeaway from tonight's game? Yeah, Overall, it feels exactly the same as last game, except two things changed. Number one, we actually scored on the power play, <laughs> and we scored on all but one power play. Four for five on the night is crazy. And Jason Robertson is back, and he was ridiculous. Two-goal night, I think three-point night. It might turn into four later on. We'll see. But, yeah. Those two things, and it's a different story. We we end up winning this game, but still sloppy play overall by the Stars, and you really want to see better than that. So uh, before we actually get into the goal summary of tonight's game, because there's not as much to for me to complain about uh, with the Dallas Stars tonight. I mean, there's still a lot for me to complain about, actually. But Yeah, I got uh, a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. But um, is... Robo really that important? It it because I mean it, we used to think it was Hints last season. It was Hints when Hints was not in the lineup. The Stars could not score. It, is Robo the new Hints for this season? And that's why you know the Stars are able to score goals when he's in the uh, in the lineup. And it makes sense too because he was out at the beginning of the season. If you remember that super slow start when he games. wasn't in, mm-hmm. he comes back in. All of a sudden he's going crazy. Hints is going crazy, and. The, we're off to the races and that's how we get that 
big long win streak pretty much is when that all finally culminated together. So from all signs, yes, he is that important. I mean, <laughs> from everything that we've seen this season, he really is. Cause I mean, it's a three point night could be four. He gets the game winning goal off of a ridiculous play. Like that was disgusting. So that I was mean, absolutely beautiful. It was very much a, uh, peterson esque type goal that we saw in the game against montreal it was beautiful amazing hand-eye coordination surely both of those guys probably play a bunch of video games right (laughs) (laughs) but um anyways let's go ahead and uh, just jump into this goal summary because it did not look good for the stars right off the bat and uh, obviously, we saw that with Rasmus Dahlin basically deking out Yoel Kiviranta. He gets his seventh of the year from uh, Anders Bjork and uh, Yoki Haru. That's such a fun name to say, Yoki Haru. And uh, the Buffalo Sabers are up one to nothing just about three minutes into the first period. Yeah, and Kiviranta gets dangled twice on that same play. I mean, he gets dangled the first time, backhand goes flying over the net, and he misses. And then exact same thing, Dahlin on Kiviranta, and he makes them look silly. I mean, that fourth line, especially in the first period, was bad. It was really bad. And we're going to get into the next goal. comes from a power play that was given up by the fourth line. The same exact thing. So, in a, we're having two back-to-backs right after each other, and we need minutes out of those guys. And tonight, you couldn't get it. I mean, the fourth line totals for nine minutes of time on ice. And we'll see how much that hurts us tomorrow. I think it's going to hurt us a lot because it, it, it was, who it was is tomorrow is New Jersey tomorrow, Detroit, Detroit. So about the same, but actually no Detroit's better. So worse. Yeah. So, so when you need, when you're playing it back to back, you need minutes from all four lines and we couldn't do that. The, the fourth line was, it wasn't playable. Kivy Ronta was terrible. And and that was weird because, you know, we'd seen a little bit better play out of him, not necessarily points and stuff like that, but it it's appeared that his play over the past, especially a couple of weeks, has actually been pretty good. So uh, that was really sad to see him get deked out like that, and then he gives up a penalty uh, the way that he did. And the goal you were talking about was actually Jack Quinn. It was his first goal, I believe, of, it, of his NHL career, if I'm correct. Yes, it was. And it was from Ross Mistalene and Tage Thompson. So the two guys who are basically some of the top uh, point producers for the Buffalo Sabres get Jack Quinn his first goal. And it's power play goal in really early in the game, not even 10 minutes in, and the Stars are already down 2 to nothing. Uh, it looks really bad at this point. Yeah, and if there's any Buffalo Sabres fans listening, that guy looks awesome. I mean, all game long, he just looked – he's looked – He's had a swagger about him. And I mean, for a guy that was coming back from the AHL, he was, he was scoring his first goal in the NHL. It's kind of weird for somebody to have that kind of swagger on the ice when you're not even a, a full NHLer pretty much yet, when you're just a rookie. So I, I feel like he's he could be very good for, for the Sabres moving forward. So what did you specifically notice other than the goal per se that made you think that he had that kind of swagger? Was it the defensive play he had or was it the offensive play that he had? It, the offensive play, definitely. It's it's mostly the movement through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone. So go, going from red line to offensive blue line, his handles were just so clean. It just felt like he could get in there super smoothly and that he had no issues. And whenever he got down below the net, he was super comfortable getting around guys, getting the puck off the boards and actually moving it rather than just pinning it to the boards and getting a puck battle. 
Well, they definitely need people like that in Buffalo right now. So, I mean, that's a little bit of uh, good news for Buffalo fans. I, you know, we sit here and complain about the Stars, but at least the Stars have made the playoffs and went to the Stanley Cup final a year and a half ago. So, I mean, but Buffalo hasn't even been to the playoffs in over 10 years. So, uh, mm-hmm. if you're a Buffalo fan still, you are a hardcore, true, you know, hockey fan of a team. So, uh, shout out to those guys. But, um, anyways, the game would continue on, um, and it really and was. Next, like, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, this go ahead. this next ten minute stretch was kind of dominated by the Stars. I mean, honestly, they were the better team after that second goal from Jack Quinn, and it, I mean, nothing to show for it. I mean, Sagan gets a great chance off of a terrible turnover um, by Buffalo. It goes right through the crease. Not even a shot on goal. He, he's got nobody in the way between him and the net, and he doesn't even get a shot on on net. I mean. And he, he does that again later on, I think, at the second period, too. Yeah. And I know it's pretty silly for me to be harping on him because he got two goals tonight, but you got to find the back of the net on this. I'm I'm happy he finally figured it out at the end of the game. But, I mean, it could have been a totally different game if he just buries those chances that he got early, too, instead of making it so hard on ourselves. Well, and you mentioned, I think it was you that put it on Twitter that he's, he's, he's making nine and a half million on the cap and he's making more than that. Technically. I think this year he's making like 13 million or I think it's 13. It's over 10 million for sure. I know that for sure. It's like 11, 12, 13 million. And you know, this guy is only 29. It's not like he's, you know, Joe Pavelski 37 or Ryan Suter 36. And both of those guys are, you know, more consistently putting up points than um than Tyler Sagan is. And I'm glad that he he you know I guess he saw Star's Twitter at an intermission and decided, <laughs> hey, it's it's time to giddy up and get on my back and we'll I'm gonna get two goals and we're gonna try and win this game. But yeah. it, it and I am happy that he's finally he finally did that because we need him to score and he did tonight. He definitely figured it out and I'm praying he's he's turning the page and he's getting back to scoring ways because he's getting the chances. They're all over the place. Tonight he should have had four goals. He like not could have, he should have had four goals tonight. Honestly. So hopefully he can get back to finding the twine because we definitely need it if we're gonna try and make a run at the cup or at the playoffs. Getting well, way ahead of myself. Yeah, I know, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, wait a second. Hold on. But uh he must have heard my you know, my epic rant uh, that we had last podcast because, uh, man, I lost it on him. That I mean, that's what really set me off. Uh, I was I was I started talking in about the stars losing to those really, really bad uh, Canadian teams. And then I really lost it when I mentioned the missed net uh, that should have been a goal. And I mean, he should have. Yeah. I, I still don't understand how he missed the net on that. But no, it, it, it's the it's the exact same play. He told it went right behind the goal. He had him totally beat. Right. Nothing in his way. Totally missed it. I mean, there's there's no reason to miss that. And, you know, it's just a confidence thing. We have talked about this so much, and they mentioned it at the end of the game towards the end. Razor did. He's just like, you know, if you've got confidence, you, you, you can score. And they showed that, at least on the power play tonight, that they've got confidence in the power play. And uh, anyways, just to, to segue into the goal, Jason Robertson gets his 14th of the year unassisted. It's a power play goal and it. And, you know, after all that pressure you were talking about and he uh, he's able to score the goal and it looks a little better going into the first intermission, not as bad as it could have been. 
Yeah, technically unassisted, but it was a good play by Klingberg on the power play there. He gets it around the first guy, just puts it on net, smart play, and sweet hands by Robertson. He fires it cookie jar when it was in his feet, just super quick. I'll get on to Klingberg later. I'll talk about him later. But, uh, you know, if you're uh, Jim We're talking Nell, about him next. <laughs> yeah. It, if you're Jim Nell, uh, I'm slightly scared because what, what can you, if you're Jason Robertson, ask for next offseason? Because this is the end of his ELC. I mean, he could easily demand seven, eight, nine million dollars the way that he's producing right now. I don't know if he's going to get that, but he could probably demand it. No, but anyways, he couldn't. Not you yet. don't think so? No. All right. Well, we'll get into that here in a second. Okay. Let's just finish this up. Second period. Um, going into the period, two to one. Doesn't look as bad. Got momentum. We got momentum. Yeah. Stars say, I don't care. We're going to let want momentum. <laughs> momentum sucks. A minute and nine seconds into the second period. Those are the worst times to give up goals is in the first couple minutes of each period or oh, it, at the end of the of each period. And Dylan Cousins, he's a really up-and-coming young player for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. He gets his 10th of the year from Victor Olofsson and Jack Quinn. So Jack Quinn uh, not only gets his first goal, he also gets his first assist in this game. And really early on, in the second period, it's three to one Buffalo, and we're thinking, "Oh crap, we're going to lose to Buffalo." <laughs> and there's no reason he he should score. I mean, honestly, it turns into a breakaway. It was a three on two that turned into a breakaway for no reason. And lots of people on Stars Twitter, and me included, feel like Klinger just gave up on the play completely. I mean, if he's skating harder, he's at least hounding Cousins when he's in front of the net if not stopping the pass completely, but he just stops skating once he crosses the blue line. I don't know what's up there. Like from, from the past couple of games. And I know, I know we've said it's probably because we're looking for it more. And I think it's still true. It feels like he's not trying as hard on the defensive end, especially. So I, I really hope he's not just giving up on the team because his contract negotiations aren't going well, but uh, on the defensive end, it really feels like it. Yeah, because it, uh, it's just really frustrating to to watch him right now and know that he's more than likely on his way out the door. At, at least that's what it appears like. Maybe in the in this in the behind the scenes, they're actually really working on a contract, but it really appears like he's gone. And you know, you watch him on that play, and you're just like, dude, just take a couple extra strides. Use your, I mean, skate. And he doesn't do it. And, and that, that's part doing, one of tonight for Klingberg for me. He's still doing well on the offensive side. He ends the night with three secondary assists. And, and he's that's a, exactly he's a big what part I'm of the saying. stars offense. Is, it, but I don't you know have, why. If you're, a, like if you're a defenseman, gone. if you're a defenseman, you have to play on both sides of the puck. If you're in bonuses system. And it's almost like he's been like, Oh, well I'm out of here anyways. I don't care about the defensive side of the game. I know he's not really thinking that. But it, it just over the past couple of games, and especially in the, I'll talk about it in the third when we get to the third period a little bit. But it it, it just his defensive issues have been really really bad, really bad. <laughs> hey guys, this is Ryan. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down 
to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their very first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> so, anyway, let's just get going with this. Um, uh, stars would get a another uh, opportunity on the power play, hence beautiful goal. Uh, would get his 16th of the, or not a beautiful goal. Sorry, I'm thinking of a different one. Beautiful pass. Uh, beautiful <laughs> pass, more than more than that, actually. So Hintz gets his 16th of the year from Robertson and Klingberg, and it's a deflected shot, and it's 3-2. Uh, Buffalo's only up by one at this point in the game. And that dish from Robertson was disgusting. I mean. It was, it, yes, yes. It was It was such a good pass. Ropic had to, would have to try to not score. And we get that power play from the stars just dominating every facet of the game except for the one goal by buffalo the one goal by buffalo is the only zone time in quotations that buffalo had the entire first half of the period and somehow at the midway point of the second we both have one goal when the stars destroyed them completely and that's the same issue that james was talking about how we play better than them in the period and somehow we don't win it and we're doing it again still. Um, And at least for a little while that would change in the second period, Tyler Sagan would finally get a goal and finally put it on net and finally put it behind a goaltender. And he gets his 11th of the year from uh, Gary Onoff and Klingberg. So Gary Onoff is on the score sheet again. Thank goodness we need him to, to pick up where he was off earlier. And and like we said, Klingberg, he gets his is that his second assist at that point, or is his third? No, that's, that's only his second. second. But still, he's showing up as the secondary guy in a game where he hasn't looked all that great defensively. Yeah. So it and, and it ties up the game three to three. And that one just pinballs in for Sagan. I mean, hopefully that's broken the dam and he can start actually scoring like he's getting paid to do. And yeah, you're right about Garyanov. He had a great night all game long. It's kind of a miracle he didn't score, honestly. I mean, he had eight shots on goal this game to lead both teams, I think. Let me double check that. Yeah. So eight shots on goal leading both teams and shots on goal. And he somehow didn't score, but he looked really good all night long. He was making the Ben, he was making Ben and Sagan look better too. I mean, when he's going through there, just plowing through the, the defense, the defenseman while he's trying to go after the puck. It just makes their job so much easier. So I really like that line going forward. I feel like Guryanov has been like the younger, faster Radulov for those guys. Must be the Russian thing, I guess. They just, they just need a Russian playing with them, I guess. They just need a Russian wrecking ball. 
But uh, one of the things I want to point out too, and uh, Josh pointed this out on the uh, the Riley Tufty fan group page on Facebook, uh, Josh Sanders, but he's mentioned uh, that Gary Onuf was getting a lot of extra shifts and a lot of extra ice time tonight, which is really good. He ended the night with 17 and a half minutes. And that's about where you want to see a guy who's on the second line getting and especially as hot as he was before he went into COVID protocol. That's the amount of time that you want to see him get, Yeah, which well, is good. And well, the way he was playing demanded it. I mean, you couldn't take him off the ice. You really couldn't. He was playing way too well. So he, he demanded ice time and he definitely got it. So anyways, going in further into the uh, second period, about three minutes after the Sagan goal, Alex Tuck, former Golden Knights player, uh, he was part of the deal that sent uh, Jack Eichel to the Golden Knights. I still don't know what the Golden Knights are going to do to get under the cap. That would be that would be very interesting to see. But uh, anyways, he gets his third of the year from Rasmus Dahlin and Yoki Haru. So Dahlin and Yoki Haru both show up on the score sheet again. And it's 4-3 to three Buffalo again. And we just can't seem to take the lead in this game. And Buffalo scores this goal on pretty much their second scoring chance of the game, of the period. <laughs> of the period. <laughs> they had two good chances and scored on both of them. And this one wasn't even that great of a chance, honestly. It was it was a whiff by, by Holtby. He has to save that. Like 10 out of 10 times he has to save that. Like 99 out of 100. 100 out of 100. Screw 99. <laughs> that can't go in. <laughs> And I, I know other people were saying that Klingberg played a little bit soft. I went back and looked at it. He wasn't really playing it soft. I mean, he was a little bit far back from him. He gave him room to shoot. But when he's up at the top of the circle, it should be no problem if he shoots from there. It has to be saved. It, it, it's not a good play from Holby. And credit to him because he shuts it down the rest of the game, and he makes some, some big saves in the third period that we needed to. And so let me ask you this. Uh, and – I'll, I'll bring up Eric's comments. Er, Eric he has been commenting throughout the episode, so I'm sure he's been uh, waiting to be heard. So, Eric, we appreciate you listening, man. Uh, we know that you uh, listen to the show a lot, so thank you for listening. But he puts out this comment, odd man rush, we give up way too many. And this yeah. leads me into the question. Yeah, and he's right. He's 100% right about that. But this leads me into the question about, and it made me think about while you were talking about that this is that was really their only second real chance of the period. Are the t- are the bad teams right now just capitalizing? Just happen to be capitalizing on those chances, or are the stars just egregiously giving those chances to those teams? Which one is it? No, or is I it think, both? I think I really saw what was happening with the odd man rushes uh, in the difference between the second and the third period. So the second period, both those goals are from the odd man rushes, like, like he's talking about, and. They they did capitalize on both of them, of course. That it, it was good plays by them, but, but it's to the, it's to their more skilled guys too. Honestly, I mean, what do you expect? So I think the biggest difference between the second and the third period was the back checking. I mean, in the third period, Buffalo had some some movement from their defensive blue line through the neutral zone swiftly, but we got back and defended it with hard back checks, like super hard. Like uh, Gurianov was skating back into his defensive zone harder than he was skating into the offensive zone in that period. Mm -hmm. So I really think that that's the ticket to it. And I feel like they figured it out in that third period because they had, there was no real, real pressure on, on the odd man rushes in the third period from Buffalo. So I I really just think it's a matter of skating. It's just skating to get back and they have to get back into the habit of doing that. And I think, I think they did in the third period and hopefully that continues. 
speaking of the third period, since we've gotten to it now, uh, one thing I did really like, and one thing that I think it needs to be pointed out, and I'm kind of jumping off of, uh, off of your point off of Gary Onoff, but there was a play that was a three-on-two for uh, Buffalo, and Sagan, like, as hard as he possibly could, was getting back, and he was that third guy back, and he, he neutralized the three-on-two, which was, I loved seeing that, and especially after he scored the goal in the third period, which we will talk about now. Yeah. Um, Tyler Sagan would get his 12th of the year after the Stars get another power play, and they're gifted that, and it's uh, his 12th, and Rope Hintz and Klingberg uh, are on the score sheet again here tonight, so Hintz gets an assist on top of his goal, and Klingberg with three assists, and it ties the game at 4-4, four to four, and I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting us to lose the game after uh, Buffalo took the lead into the third period. I don't, I didn't care. I didn't care. Just based off of the fact that Montreal uh, won the game yesterday, I did not expect the Stars to come back uh, in this game. Yeah, I thought we were either going to win or we were going to get to 50 shots again. So I was right, and the, the <laughs> and the right side of me being right won too. So that's good. But yeah, Sagan finally scores like a goal scorer's goal this time because the first one, he wasn't even trying to score. <laughs> So it's good to see that it was great movement by the power play. And that's something we haven't talked about enough tonight. The power play was just great all around tonight. I mean, it, we, we filleted their penalty kill. They had no chance mm-hmm. pretty much e- even on the power play that we missed. It still looked good. It still looked very dangerous. So yeah, definitely need more of that from Sagan and we need him, we need him shooting as much as he can. Well, and hitting and- the net. Yes, seriously. I think that's the big thing. And and the sad thing is, is that we had almost 50 shots on net tonight and we had five goals. So, I mean, what is that? I don't even know the safe percentage on that. I'll look that up in a second. But, uh, I, I mean, is that what it's going to take for the Stars to get a win on the road to just continue to shoot over 40 shots a night and then hope for the best? 894. But I think partially, yes. I mean, honestly, if we're not going to be a good shooting team, then we better shoot a lot. I guess that's the way to do it. And you and you have to defend more, obviously. The odd man rushes especially because we're not going to we're not going to score 5 goals a game. We know that our players aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, as and- long as as long as we keep the back check going and I think we do need to keep the shots up, honestly. And not not to above 40s, but they need to be in the high 30s I think on a road game in a normal night. So right. Um my other thing is tonight is about the power play. We should talk about the power play for a second. Uh, well, let's mention this last goal and then we'll talk about it. Cause uh, once again, this is the stars fourth power play goal of the evening and it puts the stars up five to four. Uh, you know, shout out to Jacob Peterson for getting the call and putting the stars on the power play. But Jason Robertson gets a second of the game is 15th of the year from Sagan and Pavelski. So Sagan's just all over the place tonight, which is exactly what we need from him. And the stars well, were up after five the to four. Half of the game, he was. <laughs> yes, after the second half of the game, he was. He he listened to Stars Twitter. That's what he did. Exactly. Uh, but uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the the power play a little bit because we mentioned that the power play was really, really, really good tonight, right? It was four for five. You really can't ask for better than that. That's amazing. But before that, the thing that's not mentioned is that we went zero for fifteen before that. Mm-hmm. So this is, I mean, this is one of the two words that I keep going back to for this season. And the words I keep mentioning is confidence and consistency. And we've already mentioned confidence tonight, but consistency, we're not seeing it on either the power play or the penalty kill. 
I'm glad it showed up tonight. I am. I'm glad. But it needs to be more consistent, and we need to see better out of the penalty kill. Because yeah. it, it still tonight, the penalty kill was not good. Because uh, we gave up, what, was it just one goal? Yeah, it was one, one goal in the power play. But but again, we, we've talked about this inconsistency of the penalty kill after the COVID break, it, it, that it was 65% uh, before this game started. And then tonight, we're only 67% uh, successful on the PK tonight. So that part of our game has to get better. And I'm glad everything was good with the power play, but everything has to be better in order for us to do to continue to do well, to push ourselves in the right direction for the road power play, the road game to get better for the stars. Yeah, the penalty kill is still a huge problem, and I honestly that's, that I'm I'm putting that on coaching. I mean, you got you got to change something. I mean, honestly, if it, it mm-hmm. feels and looks like nothing is changing on it, so something's got to give there. And th- on the consistency thing, it's definitely true. It's consistency from the home to the road. Cause we're very consistent at home and we're very consistent on the road. We very consistently don't <laughs> score power play goals. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we definitely need to find a way to bring the game from home onto the road. And I know it doesn't feel like it should be a big deal, but when we have that, like we've been talking about, we have one line that scores most of our goals. It, the advantage of the second line change is much bigger. It really is. So we got to figure out a way to get some depth scoring. And the first line has to figure out a way to score against hard checking lines. I mean, if we're going to be honest, if with the team that's built the way it is right now, they have to score and they definitely did tonight. They did it on the, on the power play. That works for me. Right. So, um, so anyway, that ends the game. Thank goodness the stars don't get a goal when well, the, they're up six to five, but we're able to shut it down and they're not allowed to get a goal. So I'm okay with that. Uh, was it for lack of trying? Yes, it wasn't for lack of trying. And you know, it, and they even talked about this before the six on five really got started. Was the whole you can't win a draw in your own zone to save your life when you're six on five, and we we lost every single draw still except for the very last one with three seconds remaining. That was the only one out of the last, you know, two and a half. Well, maybe it was just two minutes, two, two and a half minutes, whatever it was in our own defensive zone. And and it was, it's not like it was the guys we don't want taking the faceoffs yeah. because it's, it's, it's the guys, the guys we want. want it was Pavelski. It was Ben. It was Foxa, you know, our more, you know, better. It's not like it was hints. Hints is still getting better, but it's not like Hintz was taking those draws. It was the guys that are more consistent and are better on the faceoff dot. And I don't know what the deal is. What's the deal, Chris? Give me some sort of idea why we can't win a faceoff when it's six on five. Is it nerves? Is it just we're getting beat? What is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just win a draw. I mean, I feel like you, you got to want to be that guy who wants to win the draw and end the game. And it feels like nobody wants to. So it's right. definitely terrible. And not just that on the six on five, the six on five has been bad all year and nothing has changed the entire year on it. And mm. I mean, that's, that's gotta be coaching too. I mean, it's is <laughs> Eric says, fix it, Chris, you going to go be a coach now. <laughs> no, go do I it. Really skate. But anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, six on five sucks coaching yeah. should be doing something about it and they're not i mean honestly they really need to 
I'm still on the whole fire bonus thing. It just looks a little better for him tonight because he got the W against the second worst team it, in the it, NHL. It doesn't look good for him, though. I mean, the things that he's in control of, the six on five, the penalty kill. The is, matchups is, with the lines. The, the matchups with the lines. I mean, especially when we're putting our fourth line out there against their top scorers. Like, why is the fourth line starting in our defensive zone whenever they have Rasmus Dahlin out there? That's a stupid idea, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yep. and it, it, it's still the fourth line's fault for sucking, but I mean, we, we got to hide the suck at least if we have it. It just <laughs> that's the title of the episode hide the suck, hide the suck. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, but you know, but I'm happy we won. Yeah, I am happy we, we won. So, honestly, th- this is a good start. I'm sad that we had to use too too many or too much ice time. I mean, I really wanted that fourth line to be cycling in, and I wanted t- time on ice to be even tonight for us going into tomorrow. But it, it, if we're being realistic here, we need to go four for four on this road trip. All four of these teams are below 500. We should I think. beat. We should beat them. We should, and we have to because our road record has to get better now. And our our overall record, we need points. I mean, agreed. We're coming. We're coming up. Are we past the halfway point now? Technically, I don't know how to. Not 41? not yet. Forty one. Forty one games is halfway. But we're getting there. So it. But halfway right now. We're right now. They're saying we're in the mix. I mean, eight points out is out of the mix in my opinion. So we gotta climb back in there before we actually get into into the grinding time of the of the third fourth of the year. Because so we're not going to go on another seven game winning streak. Know that for sure. I, it, it just doesn't feel like it. You're, you're right. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting distracted here for a second because I'm trying to uh, mention the fact that we did get uh, a recollection of games from the, from the COVID pause, but I'm trying to find the announcement on Twitter, but I can't seem to find it. Cause it looks like it's really far down. Okay, here it is. And uh, I will make sure that, actually read these so earlier in the season obviously with the uh, covid pause from the whole league and then the extended pause for the stars because a bunch of the stars started testing positive towards the end of that break uh there were six games that were postponed by the dallas stars and by the nhl um and three of them were at american airline center and they're all going to be played in february so uh most of those games uh were really important games too, because they were divisional games. So we're going to really make sure that we try and win these. Uh, So there's Nashville's on February 9th, Winnipeg on the 11th and Colorado on the 13th. And those are all at home. And then we go on a three game road trip after that. Uh, It's going to be Colorado on Tuesday, the 15th of February, uh, Chicago on the 18th two three days after that. And then Arizona uh, on the 20th after that. So what's nice about that is that none of those are back-to-back, which is what I was really afraid about. So thank goodness that we don't have to worry about any of those games being back-to-back because right now it seems like we're in back-to-back heaven with all of this stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, I think overall, with the change of schedule, I think we've won. I mean, that December schedule was not looking very good, and I feel much better about the way the February schedule played out. So I think... We definitely benefited from it, from that. Uh, the other piece of Stars news: we don't have an update on Klingberg. Nothing is happening. 
So <laughs> they said something and, was happening. Nothing is happening. There's lots of trade rumors. They said, oh, uh, who, I think who it's are they just saying was interested yeah. in it? Yeah, they're saying uh, like Chicago was interested or something, I think. Or, I don't think Chicago. Uh, I, I I I don't. I think what I've heard is I've heard Boston. I've heard yeah. uh, Carolina. Haven't heard. And that I've one. I've heard maybe even possibly Toronto. Although I have no idea well, how Toronto. Everyone, everyone in Toronto world. always says that, so that doesn't. Mean <laughs> and these are all rumors too. So right. honestly, it, it means nothing. It's useless. So. I think it's starting to slow down a little bit. I think it was really just a media circus. I, I, I think I really yeah. do think that the stars are shopping Klingberg around, looking to see what they can get. But it, you know, really, if I'm uh, Jim Nell and I know for a fact that I'm trading him, the best time to trade him may be at the trade deadline when his value is probably highest, and when you could probably get a king's ransom. Because right now, it he seems to be the best bang for your buck because the other defenseman the that's out there market. yes the other defenseman that's out there right now is uh, arizona's jacob chikrin which that he he's a much much higher uh he's a better player than john klingberg is and does way more and he's younger and he, i don't think he I, I can't remember if he makes as much i don't know his contract but uh more people i think would be more interested in john klingberg because his trade value is not as high as Jacob Chikrin and John Klingberg can do a lot of the same things that uh, Jacob Chikrin can. So yep. uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how all of that kind of goes about uh, to end this off tonight, guys, just throw some stats at you. Uh, Face off percentage stars win tonight, 58 to 42 power play. Big, big, big part of the game. Four for five Biggest. for Dallas. Absolutely amazing for the stars. One for three for the Sabres. Um, Hits were 23 to 12 in favor of the Stars, which that could be a good or a bad thing, depending on how you look at that. Um, block shots, uh, that was led by the Sabres, 14 to 8. And shots on goal for the period. Uh, in the first period, Stars took that, 13 to 10. Second period, Stars took that, 21 to 8. And then Stars in the third also took that, 13 to 6. Uh, final shots on goal tonight, 47 to 24 in favor of the Dallas Stars tonight. So uh, one person we didn't really talk about as much was Holtby tonight. Uh, Holtby did not look very good in the first two periods, but after he gave up that fourth goal, he shut it down, and he made a huge save after a really bad uh, John Klingberg turnover. So when it really counted, when the Stars really needed him to make the save, he did make the save. And he was able to get the, able to help the stars get the win tonight in the third period. So, um, anyways, uh, is there anything else that we probably should mention tonight, Chris? Anything you can think of? Oh, uh, NHL is no longer going to be testing uh, asymptomatic players, so you're only going to get a COVID test if you're sick. So, hopefully, that means a lot less games being canceled due to COVID, but it does not mean less games being canceled due to Canada and their government. So. <laughs> right. So, so now those restrictions are still in place, though. So they still have to test when they cross the border into into uh, Canada. Sorry. And uh, America light. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. We're going to try to figure this out. Hopefully we can see more uh, fans in the stands in, in uh, Canada sooner rather than later. So that uh, these games, so we can, the league can make more money, so we can see more games and 
I mean, more money for the league means more games for the NHL, and that makes me happy. So, uh, so we'll we'll see how the, all that turns up, and I think we're gonna close it out here tonight. So, yep. forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show, but I'm gonna mention it now. Thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring us and also the Hockey Podcast Network, allowing us to do a lot of this stuff for free. We love to talk about our favorite team. If you will go and use their promo code THPN, uh, when you go and use their app, we will we would really appreciate that. Because uh, that gives uh, them some notice that we're the ones that sent you, and uh, we'd really appreciate that. So uh, we'll be back with you guys again uh, tomorrow with the game against, I already forgot. Detroit. Detroit. And that'll be a good game because Detroit is really starting to uh, show who they are and their the identity of their team. And they're an up-and-coming team for sure. I love what Steve Geiserman is doing up there. So anyways, guys, uh, that'll do us for us tonight along with chris i'm ryan this has been starcastic marks the after game review for game 37 and we will catch you guys on the flip side GG boys evening.